This is the truth of it. Fighting leads to killing. And killing gets to warring. And that was damn near the death of us all. Look at us now. Busted up and everyone talking about hard rain. But we've learned by the dust of them all, barter towns learned. Now when men get to fighting, it happens here. And it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Hey everybody, here we are back again. I guess that I'm going to try and do this by myself one more time. You know, I was in the emergency room yesterday, sick as a dog. And I don't know how dogs get that sick, but I was I was that sick. I was dog sick. And then I come home and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just record and it'll make me forget how sick I am. We'll see. I don't know. So we're back again with another round of our Pop Culture Dad Tournament. We will hopefully have some guests coming up to help us make this a little more interesting, a little more fun. Maybe more interesting, maybe more fun. I'm damn interesting and I'm hella fun. So, you know, we'll see how much they bring to the podcast. But until then, we're going to take this with as a, as a solo act like we originally thought. We're going to do our David Lee Roth thing and this time we're going to succeed. It's not going to be like when he broke away from Van Halen and, and suddenly he does one or two songs and you never hear from him again. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real uh, solo act. Uh, uh, Phil Collins, yeah. I left Genesis, and now I am Phil Collins, and I've got all kinds of hits that you love. I'm sure that I could do Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne, there you go. Doing this solo like Ozzy Osbourne. So, today we've got a three seed versus a two seed. Our three seed is Brian Mills, everybody's favorite dad from the Taken trilogy. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. He uh, really could have been three seed, four seed. I don't know. These are so arbitrary. This is all made up anyways. This is all fake. You might not have known that. This is all fake. So I just really go uh, you know, along with the flow of things. And it's almost like uh, whatever that is where you like. You just get a pen and a paper and you just write whatever comes to your mind. That's what most of this tournament is. So our three seed is going up against, obviously, a two seed in Uncle Phil of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fame. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I know that everybody is probably familiar with at least one of them. So hopefully this is going to be an exciting little matchup for the five or six of you that, that want to listen to this. And I guess, uh, you know what? I forgot how I did it last time, as is the norm. Maybe if there was some sort of format, I uh, might be able to remember better. But uh, I didn't. I didn't create a format, and I didn't remember. So uh, we're just going to take it as I've got it written down. We're going to start with Brian Mills. We're going to go through his dad wins. So Brian Mills, dad win number one. Man sure does uh, sure does love his daughter uh, so much so that he saved her from freaking I don't know not terrorists really but uh, human traffickers and you know like as much as we all love our kids I think very few of us could you know track them down in 
another country and and get them back if they were kidnapped by uh, Bulgarian human traffickers or uh, Belarusian. I don't know where they were from. Anyway, that's got to be a that's got to be a win. The man got his daughter back. Uh, win number two uh, from movie number two. The man got his wife back. She gets kidnapped at least once. Maybe that's three, but she gets kidnapped and uh, you know faces death couple times and he manages to get her back too it really was just a uh, routine at that point it was a given that he was going to get her I'm sure that's why that movie didn't do that well it's not like she's going to die or anything but that counts as a win sure sure enough there's no debate in that so got his daughter got his wife moving on you know he sure is loyal he sure is loyal he when it comes to his military background, I think that really enforces the loyalty. He's got these guys that would do anything for him, and one of his biggest enemies is someone that he considered a friend. Well, you know, the loyalty to that man, I guess, kept him alive uh, for the most part, but it also kept him, you know, shielded. And if that loyalty wasn't there, uh, you know, and I, I guess misplaced loyalty in this case but we're just talking with this particular man and the, the loyalty to his family. I think you have to obviously tie that to his love for his family, but he never, he never tried to replace them. He never found another wife. He never got another family, even though things didn't really work out. He still was loyal to the idea of that as a unit regardless of whether there was another man in, in the picture with, with his wife. And you gotta you gotta reward that loyalty with a point in the dad win column. And I'm counting up the wins. One, two, and unfortunately, that is the extent of Brian Meal's wins. Not a lot of wins. We're gonna move on to our dad fails. So first off, dad fail Brian Meal's man's a workaholic. All he did was work. That's why his marriage failed. Worked too much, was never home. He made probably, you know, every other birthday, something like that, enough that he was still able to keep a relationship with his daughter, but not enough that he was able to keep it with his wife. And I think that that kind of mentality, it really is a strike against you. You need to prioritize in life. Work doesn't matter in the long run. Yeah, you need to keep the bills paid. You need to keep food on the table. And, you know, and you need to have a little fun here and there, but you don't need to work 80 hours a week. I mean, even if it's a job that you really love, like you love it more than your family. So I definitely put that in the strike column. Uh, a dad that works too much, he's got his uh, priorities all mixed up. So moving on, he... Uh, Really, he's a really reserved guy. He's not someone that you're ever really going to get to know. He's uh, stoic. He's quiet. There's a side of him that he doesn't show anybody, but his wife, uh, and there's another side that he doesn't show anybody, but his enemies. He's multifaceted, but you only see one facet at a time. And there's no real way that one person's ever going to get a complete grasp on who he is. And it's just really hard to you know to trust someone to look up to someone like like that when you never really know what's going on 
in their mind it's hard to befriend someone like that it's hard to love someone like that and i definitely had to go ahead and put that in the lost column not necessarily his fault maybe but you know that's just how it goes i'm gonna go ahead and take a quick drink here mouth is bone dry i will edit out the majority of that so moving on we got one final dad loss the man's really only truly reliable in life or death situations. If you need Brian Mills to get you milk and, and and butter at the grocery store, I mean, he may get it, he may, or something may come up. And, you know, he has to jet off to Egypt or Australia and prevent something. But if you need him to save your daughter from human traffickers, man... There's nobody, there's almost nobody you could ask that is going to be more on the ball and, and tenacious and reliable. But that being said, though, a dad needs to be reliable all the time. If, it, if a dad says he's going to be there at nine, dad needs to be there at nine. If a dad says he's going to be there on Saturdays, dad needs to be there every Saturday. And if he's not, he needs to have a, you know, a good excuse. Not like I died or I was in a car crash, but, you know, he has to have a good excuse. And that's just never going to be the case with Brian Mills. He's, you're never going to be sure that he's going to be there because job's always going to come first. I suppose here when the movies start, you know, the job is in the background and he's retired. But the you got to take the entirety of his, of his parenting uh, fatherhood journey. And for over a decade, he just was unreliable. So that concludes our uh, treatise. I don't know on Brian Mills. He's got three and three there. Pretty, uh, you know, pretty respectable, I guess. Pretty decent. He's. Uh, nah, I don't remember what any of the others were, but fifty-fifty. That's pretty good. So, moving on, to Uncle Phil. First, the first note in the dad win column, we got uh, the man raised five kids, five kids. He started out with uh, two or three, and then he added uh, Will, and then he added a little kid. And uh, yeah, he, has, he had two daughters and a, and a son, and then he added Will, and then they had another son later on. And they, as, far as, I know, as far as I know, easy for me to say, they're all, you know, doing fine, Um I know that uh, Will is, you know, America's favorite cuck, but he's presumably uh, very wealthy still, very happy in, in what, you know, he's got going on in his life. It may not make sense to us, but it seems to make sense to him and uh, more power to him. But, you know, as far as the others, I know Carlton's doing really well, and I'm sure the others are as well. I mean, if nothing else, they had a rich family to fall back on. And there's always going to be uh, nepotism involved. Maybe one of them worked with uh, superior court judge dad, something along those lines. So uh, without any evidence to the contrary, we're going to go ahead and mark down raised five kids successfully in the dad win column. Moving on, Uncle Phil is a self-made man. He came from nothing and he, as I just said, made it to the superior court. Supreme, I don't know, that sounds like made up to me. But I'm not, you know, interested really in, in law at all. Uh, I just break it. No, not not often. Not often. Not when anybody can see. 
So maybe there is a superior court. I don't know. But he was a judge, and, and he was on the superior court of California. So it's a pretty pretty long and, and glorious path of, of self-madeness. And you got to congratulate him on that. He did it himself, and he, you know, he's black. So uh, that ties into our next, I guess, um, the fact that he overcame racism. Uh, so self-made, and he overcame all that even though America is hugely racist. And I may have lost somebody there, but hey, I mean, you know, that's just the way it is. We're a racist country. And, I mean, other countries are racist too. Man, I didn't know we were going to get into, like, real topics during these things, but uh, that's crazy. It's a good thing nobody's really listening. So, when you're a self-made man, and you're a self-made man of color, I mean, you know, there's got to be mad props to you for that because you overcame twice as many obstacles or they were twice as high as, as other people. It's just the way, it's just the nature of the beast. That's why the NFL has the Rooney rule because they just want to keep hiring white coaches everywhere. So good on him. That's definitely three wins in the dad column. Moving on, he actually went to Princeton and Harvard. I think it was uh, Princeton for his undergrad and then Harvard for law school. I mean, what kind of brain is that? That's like, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to comprehend how, how intelligent someone like that would be. I, I feel like when they look at things, they see things differently than I do. Like maybe there's like a, a geometric graph to everything and that's what they see in life and it makes them like, I don't know, better at things or something. It's just the, someone that they went to Princeton and Harvard, it got to be a genius. So, uh, you know, clearly made that work for him. And the fact that he was able to go to those places and succeed in those places, he was accepted in the first place and he graduated, you know, with a presumably good grades if he was able to go into Harvard. That That's just, that's just crazy. Like that's, I, I would put that down twice, but since it's just college... We're going to put it down once. Another one in the dad win. Moving on. He was really Will's only father. Uh, there's very there's a lot of evidence that Will's dad is all talk and that he's never really and never ever would be there, uh, at least long term. And Uncle Phil was there week after week after week. He never let... Well... I can't say he never let Will down because, hell, I didn't watch every episode. But I know he didn't let him down very often. <laughs> so you got that going for him. He's uh, he's the most reliable fatherly figure to Will that, he, that Will has ever had. I mean, the next one would be, uh, I think his name is Jeffrey the Butler. So that's, you know, that's that's pretty rough. Uh, I, my, my dad was awful, but I had a grandpa. And, he, you know, we were really close, and I didn't have him for long, but he taught me a couple things. So that's, uh, you know, that speaks really highly of Phil, that he stepped in there and just accepted Will into the family with no reservations, took him right in, raised him as his own, loved him, gave him, you know, the best life that he could. That That's, you know, that's huge. So another win in... Uncle Phil's dad win column. And here next we come to hard worker. I think, you know, we've kind of, uh, we kind of touched on this really again and again, 
Yeah, self-made in Princeton. So I don't think I'm going to continue to count this in a final tally because if you're not a hard worker, you're not going to be self-made. You're not going to go to Princeton, uh, graduate from Princeton, graduate from Harvard. That's just not something that people do if, if they don't work hard. So obviously that ties into everything else. We're going to go ahead and just forget to add that. Moving on, we finally come to the dad fails. Uh, first on our dad fail list is anger issues. Phil does have a bit of a you know a temper, as TV dads often will, just because tempers are funny. We know they're not going to get out of hand, so it's funny to laugh at people when they're mad. He got, in particular, I recall, he got really mad when Phil learned about his humble origin and actually, I don't know if it was like he told a reporter or something along those lines in order to get, you know, the the full picture of Uncle Phil out there and and make sure that people knew who he was as a person. And, and Uncle Phil got mad. He got real mad at that. Uh, he did not want people to know that he was, you know, dirt poor and that he came from uh, some poor southern farm or wherever it was. But then, you know, of course, I think it was the same episode that he, he spoke to his mom and, uh, you know, came to terms with all of that and apologized for his outburst and, uh, the fact remains, though, that the anger is there, and it does fall under the uh, the dad fail. I think, I think anger is you know that's a, a a failure that a lot of dads could have. It's not necessarily uh, that you're an angry person, just that you you know you got a bit of a temper, and nobody's perfect. So that's going to be a dad fail for all of us. Some of us are able to work on it a lot. Some of us are able to work on it a little. Some of us aren't able to work on it at all, but they're not listening to this, so, you know, they don't really care. But in this case, you know, it's always going to be a fail. And as long as you got all those other good ones, uh, good wins, rather, it's not really going to amount to much. Uh, last but not least, we come to, uh, you know, Uncle Phil was a bit fake. He was a bit fake, as I mentioned. He hid his very humble, poor upbringing for decades, uh, I think maybe his wife knew, but, you know, aside from that, he didn't want anybody to know that he'd been poor, anybody to know that, I guess, he came from where he came from, which I don't quite understand because some, you know, when you make something of yourself from nothing, that is, you know, that, that makes you, uh, I don't know, better than if you had just been given your success by your dad or whoever. So... The fact that he, you know, pretended to be something he wasn't for longer than I've been alive, maybe. Not certain exactly how old he was when the show started. That, you know, that's definitely going to count in the in the, the fail column. That's it's a huge deal, really, when you consider how many people he lied to and how he kept this story going. Uh, I don't recall exactly how deeply they got into it in the episode, but that is a long... Uh, festering lie that he has kept going. That's, I mean, I'm, it's not quite on the level of, you know, Cl Superman pretending to be Clark Kent or anything like that, but still, yeah, that, that's a serious lie. So I had to put that in the dad fails. Unfortunately, sorry, Uncle Phil. Uh, like I said, you know, the it's not really about getting a dad fail. It's, you know, how many you have and uh, how they compare to your number of dad wins and, and things of that nature. So this doesn't mean that you're a bad uh, dad 
Uncle Phil. It just means that you're a number two seed. So we're going to go ahead and add it up. And that's one, two, three, four, five to two. So we have our winner. It's so easy when we do it by math. So moving on, the favorite Uncle Phil. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. Some of you may have uh, expected that. Some of you may have even bet a little bit of side money on it. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But that's uh, pretty much how I expected it to go. I don't have any real preconceived notion about the wins and losses uh, that I'm going to you know, write down going in. There are some like, you know, Superman, uh, he saved the world and uh, things of that. You know, Brian Mills saved his daughter. You know, those, those are definitely going to go on there. But, uh, you know, aside from the occasional uh, obvious ones, I never know how, know how these are going to turn out. I just know that by and large, some dads have been presented as being better overall than others. But that all, you know, any dad from across the pop culture is qualified to be in this or any subsequent tournaments. So in this case, Brian Mills came with, you know, a good try, good effort. He had 50-50 as far as wins and losses. And it just, you know, just came short of getting the job done. I guess came short. He really lost by quite a bit. But that being said, you know, he's still a good dad. And we appreciate you, Brian Mills. You, you did good in your life, uh, short though it was in fiction. And uh, though we'll never see you again, uh, we will always remember you as a very average dad. Way to go. So that does bring us to the end here. We've got another winner moving on. And Uncle Phil, maybe we'll put some applause there. I don't know. It all depends. But I will uh, record, actually, what am I going to do? I'm going to edit. I'm going to start and finish editing t tomorrow's episode today. And then I will quickly edit this and get it out at some point this week. And uh, we will enjoy that together. Leave some feedback. Let me know what you think. I'm sure you won't, and that's okay. I love you anyway. But, uh, you know, if you're feeling froggy, go ahead and uh, drop a comment on Spotify. Or, uh, you know, we got the Year Two Dads Facebook page, uh, TikTok. I'm on threads now. Uh, it's really just for networking, but hey, you know, if you're on threads, hit me up there and, uh, oh, and, and blue sky, but that's, that's not working out. That's not, I don't really feel like a blue sky guy, so I'm not on there very much at all. I'm just really on there, uh, complaining about soccer and talking about prints. So, you know, take that for what it is, but you know, anywhere else, I'm probably going to be pretty reachable. I think there's an email somewhere. Um, I don't remember which one it is or where it goes, but you know, if you find it, you can write us there. I say us when it's really just me. But with that being said, you know, hey, everybody, thanks for showing up here. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode and that you, uh, you know, argued along with me and that you're really mad, but that you're going to check in again next time to see how things develop. Or maybe you disagree with everything I said, which is what I feel most of the guests do because they never really say anything. So I guess I will bid you adieu. Uh, I can't, uh, had a brain fart there. I bid you adieu, fond listeners. Uh, check, no, wait. Um, you know what? Never mind. I'll just check you later. Murdoch. He's here. 
Rambo, this is Murdoch. We're glad you're alive. Where are you? Give us your position and we'll come to pick you up. Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Action! Action! Resist, cause Cobra is strong.